Okay guys, welcome back to Teen Muscle Radio and episode number 13. So today, if you are watching on YouTube, you will already see I am joined by my friend Cillian Keane. And before I go into any sort of the topics that we're going to be discussing today, I'm going to get Cillian to introduce himself and give you guys an idea as to what he's about. So go ahead, Cillian. Hey, AJ, how's it going? Uh, thanks a million for having me on your podcast. Really so appreciate right, it. Um, I'm 29, personal trainer based in Ireland, working in the fitness industry for the past eight to nine years. And it's been a long road of different jobs to find eventually what I'm passionate about, and that is fitness. Mm-hmm. So I'm working in a, a gym in my local town the past few years, getting on pretty well. Built up a good uh, client base and passionate about helping people reach their fitness goals. So that's kind of the background anyway. Awesome. So very similar to me in terms of being a PT, mm. being busy in the fitness industry. And uh, it's really, really good to see. So um, basically what the first question I wanted to ask you is, obviously, was it last weekend or the weekend before? you won? Just you won last weekend, yeah. yeah. Last sure. weekend, yeah. So awesome. Um, now... What I really wanted to ask is, obviously, we got a, we've got a lot of young listeners, some teenagers that that listen to this podcast on a regular basis. So maybe take us back to initially why or or how you got into bodybuilding before you even decided to compete. Um, so give us an idea as to sort of when that that happened and how. Yeah, no worries. Um, it was about three years ago, I'd say. One of my mates was competing in the Natural Bodybuilding Federation of Ireland. Okay. the NBFI and so I went to the show support him and mm-hmm. thought I could definitely do this um, so it amazed me all the different physiques and what it took to get up on stage so I set a goal for 2015 to do the NBFI the same show and so it was from there that I kind of got interested I was always, always interested in going to the gym and keeping fit and healthy so I just thought to myself that I kind of needed needed someone to a bit of help in the in the, in the bodybuilding so I got in touch with a local coach mm. Ian McGarry and he took me on so from there began a 20 week prep for the show wow. and so it gave me so much focus and a goal um, training the first few weeks was incredible like it just I was motivated every session as I knew it was all would add up to getting on stage um, in the show I placed third in the novice category and there was 10 in my class so I was very pleased with that Mm -hmm. being my first show it was an unreal achievement and it actually made me hungry for more shows so that's how I got into it really just from a friend going doing a show and then going down to see it and just from there it kind of manifested into me competing myself yeah sure so Mm. out of interest were you were you sort of training before you decided to compete how long were you sort of weight training for before you met a prep coach and decided to embark on a bodybuilding prep uh, i'd say i've been training nine ten years wow. and kind of okay. yeah just kind of always since i was about 18 19 i'd say kind of hit the gym sure. at that stage but at the start didn't really know what i was doing of course i kind of just was on bodybuilding.com just getting different programs i was kind of program hopping all the time sometimes i'd be going through a bulking phase and then trying to cut again like so it's kind of a mix of what i was never really following one set program we kind of three weeks i'd be doing some program three weeks again i'd be doing a different program so i never got a structured plan once i got into contest prep it was all structured and it just suited me down to the ground it was just brilliant to kind of get something structured something laid out and to get on stage so yeah, and yeah. so do you think your your progress was 
very much sped up as soon as you got that structure and that routine and you know eight nine years of lifting seems a long time uh, without that structure and do you yeah. think that maybe those eight or nine years prior to a comp prep uh, if if they'd have been structured mm. do you think you would have made maybe better oh, progress yeah. oh i'd say so definitely if i was so yeah definitely if I, they were more structured and just known I, I, like i was learning all the time in the gym different exercise and stuff like that but it was kind of the same workout here and there i wouldn't some day some weeks i wouldn't even train legs other weeks i'd train like <laughs> just kind of chest and biceps just the kind of the mirror muscles really that yeah. i'd be training but learning from the past years i like just know how to train smartly now and yeah that's the way yeah that's really interesting because like on our previous podcasts and also we've had Steve Hall as well, which I'm sure you probably follow him. Yeah. And, you know, we discussed maybe the, the best way to train as a teenager. And, and that was a topic that we really sort of hit on is that it, it is very important to have that structure. And it's mm. it's interesting to hear that you got structure by a bodybuilding prep, which is obviously mm. like for most mm. people, it's like really the next level. It's like they, mm. they have structure, they train, they train, they train, then they mm. do a prep. Um, mm. And I was almost very similar to you, Celine, in the fact that, when I first had structure, I was doing a comp prep, and you know, it's it's, it's very, you, you get right in the deep end, don't you, for sure? Yeah, oh, that's a fact. Yeah, you just know exactly. You know, you're hitting every muscle group. You know, when you had that structured plan, you know you're doing the right things. Like so. Yeah, really cool. So before we go into sort of more of the topics that I want to discuss, you also said that you're a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, and I'm sure that you get this question a lot, also. They ask me a lot, how did you get into the industry? What sort of qualifications did you do? All of that jazz. But what I really want to sort of ask you is, is how did you hit that turning point um, from obviously being in the gym, lifting weights, and then realizing, shit, I actually really want to do this for my like for a living. I want to turn my passion into a job. Um, mm-hmm. And how, how did that happen? Describe the events that took place in order for you to do that and, and whether you had a job previous to that that maybe you quit um and went yeah. into personal training give us an idea yeah uh i was i actually did a arts degree a few years ago it was random enough i was doing economics and spanish mm-hmm. but during that time i i part-time i was doing a fitness instructor course and i really got interested in in the fitness industry through that and once i'd done my arts degree i said no i don't really not much interested in it. so i went around the fitness road and love training, love lifting, and seeing the body change over the course of a few weeks, few months. And being in the fitness industry, I just love really helping people reach their goals and make them become more confident, healthier, and happier on a daily basis. There's no better feeling than a client coming to you saying that you've changed their life for the better. And the job that I'm in now, I have a great place to work. It's a pleasure to wake up every morning and go into a great work environment. Clients who are great. Um, who I get great support with from as well, even when I'm in contest prep, and it makes it all much much more easier as well. And I don't think I could see myself in any other job, to be honest. And before I got into uh, the personal training, I did have jobs that I just did not enjoy. Um, just going through the motions, going in, not not enjoying work, and just thinking, what's what's the next step i need to do something i need to change i need to do something that i'm happy about and now that i found it i, I know that this is this is the right job for me it's personal training and it's helping people that's awesome yeah now, did you take any risks in order to become a personal trainer or or did you sort of like go into it 
part-time whilst you're working and build up a client pace because I knew when you know I, I took an element of risk but I'm young so the risk factor is much much mm. lower so what age did you get into PTing and was there any risk factor in, involved yeah there was a risk factor of course yeah so I mean like in the fitness injuries fitness instruction eight nine years with PT in about three to four years now okay um, so pretty recent yeah, so at the start it took it took a while, you know, to build up clients, get your name out there, set up a Facebook page, and just word of mouth first, built up one or two clients, got them to refer people on. Definitely risky at the start because obviously it wasn't like I wasn't making too much money at the start, just one or two clients building up, getting experience, even training a few friends for free as well, just to see, just to get more experience. And that's all part yeah. of it as well. You have to do that, like yep. just to get out there. Um, and just get results to people that's the most important thing getting results and making people feel good about themselves and awesome. I think you know and getting them strong getting them fit getting them healthy is all, all what personal training is about you know yeah so there definitely was risks yeah I totally agree with you there like the 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 reward factor of it is is so great and i'm sure that plenty of people can take away um mm. a lot of that that from you as well you know i talk about it all the time but you know it's, it's good to see other people agreeing that that mm. when when you when you really go all in in personal training like you should feel like you want to wake up and, and go and train your clients you, it should never be a forced thing it's like mm. something you really have to be passionate about in order to make really good progress sam and i'm sure you agree with that also oh definitely so in terms of um the bodybuilding aspect i really want to delve a bit into your sort of your first competition season um mm-hmm. and just give the the listener a roundup obviously about you know you you said you got a coach um and then set out a structure and a plan so so what Give us an idea as to the, what maybe the transition was in terms of, of training and nutrition uh, prior mm-hmm. to the prep in, and then into the prep and, and what sort of changed, what approaches did you take in order mm-hmm. in order to get started? Yeah, uh, so before the prep I was just kind of just on my fitness pal, just tracking macros and stuff like that, oh, just great. tracking my own calories. Awesome. And then once the once I got in touch with the coach, I got, it was meal plans straight away, like so, um I didn't mind. It's it's it was really good because it just structured structured everything, and I was able to meal prep for three or four days in advance, and just you know, be organized all the time. Um, so that that began the twenty week prep, and at the start, I start from the, from the prep, I started at eighty four kg. Okay. And my stage weight was seventy kg. Wow. So crafting, oh, yeah, Fuck. fourteen. Yes, <laughs> a lot of weight, a lot of hard work, training, and strict on the diet from the outset. Yeah. So uh, the, with the meal plans, uh, they're changed every two to three weeks. So it was always a variation of different foods. So it suited me down to the ground. Okay. Um, so I was under the watchful eye of Ian. And so I, ne- I needed that accountability mm-hmm. just every week checking in. Yeah. Just to make sure I was on track, and was I usually it, dropped. It. Was Sorry? it on, was it online? Online, or? online, online. Yeah, okay. but like he's he's local as well, so I go down to his studio. So he's a personal trainer as well. Yeah, awesome. did see him as well. Yeah, so I usually dropped around under a kg a week, sometimes a little over a kg, and and cardio. What was that? That was kind of mixed between steady state on the cross trainer, intervals on a spin bike, or brisk walking, and durations of the cardio kind of vary throughout prep as well. How far I was out and yeah, how, the, yeah. how the body was responding. So. Sure. And now, did did training change at all? Did 
did you do anything drastically different to what you were doing before did you move on to like a periodized program did you do anything differently with compound movements like did anything change massively Oh yeah, I like I was hitting muscle groups definitely. Like, I was like for the first few weeks, it was kind of a push pull lower split. Sure. Five 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 days a week training and cardio was kind of just cross training at the beginning. But I was all compound movements at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. And they were all unco- incorporated well throughout. Like everything, all compound definitely, and of course isolation movements as well. Sure. But um, yeah, um, it was it was structured very well. Like so. I was hitting legs twice a week and my legs came on massively throughout. Yeah, yeah. So I usually I just do one session a week before prep and not even not even make any gains but hitting them yeah. twice and just hitting them proper, hitting the muscle groups proper is so making making yeah. good gains, you know? Yeah, I mean obviously we know as evidence based practitioners that frequency mm-hmm. is very important in terms of overall hypertrophy um mm-hmm. and you know some you know sometimes it's, it's been shown that that frequency sometimes outweighs overall training volume so you've got to take that into account and i think mm-hmm. that that especially your legs will have come up purely because you know you've gone from from once yeah. to, to really tracking your training and also mm-hmm. um you know also adding in that extra session so yeah um did uh Whilst we're on the topic of training, did training volume change much over time? Like, did you manage to progress at all over the first few weeks? And then, how did the the sort of the element of getting lean affect your training? Uh, yeah, breath? definitely progress. It was getting definitely stronger. I was tracking all the workouts all on a logbook, so I could see going back. Definitely getting strong. But then, as food was getting a bit lower and cardio was increasing, strength was coming down a little bit. And whilst getting leaner, of course, I was kind of but that it wasn't strength and drop drastically too much anyway, but just with the extra bit of cardio and definitely, definitely decreased. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I found that myself as well. Like you, you get to a point where mm. you can make an element of progress and you have to almost be a bit strategic with the, the way you do make progress in order to, to do so. But mm. I think you do hit that point where there is diminishing returns and you yeah. can't make progress anymore. You, you get yeah. too lean and, and, and the weights just start feeling heavy as hell. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So whilst you're on the topic of, of weights feeling heavy, was there any point like nutrition-wise, mindset-wise, training-wise that you really thought in that first prep there was a, a, just a massive struggle and really really took some, some doing to overcome that obstacle? Mm. There, of course, there were days that were hard. Um, trying to balance, like the tiredness, the hunger, working as a personal trainer, getting in your weight sessions, cardio, as well as meal prep, it definitely took its toll at times. But I think that's the enjoyment of bodybuilding. When you look back over it all, it's it's all a part of the process, and you have to love it. Mm. I don't think I ever reached a point where I wanted to give in. I yeah. I had a, had a set goal, and I was going to reach it. Yeah. I think um, negative points of contest prep would be I just kind of neglected social outings a bit mm-hmm. I didn't see my mates as much I was so focused on prep 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 but learning for that you do learn how to strike a balance with your lifestyle your job and training and it may take it may take a while but it, it can be done you know um yeah. the positive positive attributes of contest prep definitely there's more positives um you get in great shape you become more confident you feel good on a daily basis. I'll be the few days that might 
be crap or whatever but all in all it's a great learning curve it really really pushes you out of your comfort zone mm. and seeing if you can accomplish this goal and getting on stage is amazing you know yeah it's it's just it's just such a re- rewarding process mm. but i was so glad to hear that you said you never felt like giving in because i think that you know it sometimes frustrates me when people have that element of wanting to give in or wanting to give up because mm. you know no no one is here forcing you to compete in a bodybuilding show i think yeah that right. it, it almost indicates that there's there's an element of a difficulty within your mindset when you have ten like something going on in your head telling you ah oh, should i should i actually do this like mm. it should just be like there's no no doubt about it like yeah. if if you've set your goal on getting on stage or you know competing in a british final or competing at world world finals you know you you're going for that goal you, you don't you don't really care the the negative effects you you focus hard on what's going on that's good like you said, getting leaner, more confidence, you know, all of these things that are going on that are good, focus on them and then drive towards that goal. Yeah, um, so yeah. I was massively happy to hear that because, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't, sometimes I don't quite understand it when, when people want to give in. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you discussed really well, like some ideas of contest prep there and I'm in full agreement with, with pretty much all of them. And I think it's interesting hearing from someone maybe with a meal plan approach and saying that actually was was beneficial mm-hmm. and you know it's something that i almost i almost see quite often with people that do flexible diet they almost go on a macro meal plan anyway so that mm-hmm. at some point the foods the foods you have to pick are are certain foods and you get used to them and then you want them on a regular basis that's t- tends to be how prep works and you know I, I was definitely one of those people that transitioned onto a macro meal plan and i found that much easier towards the end and it's something that i probably will implement again probably straight off the bat just to get mm. myself into that routine um mm-hmm. so that's really cool to hear so yeah cillian like most people after their first show and i know I, I was very similar um in this in this sort of retrospect but what sort of happened um in terms of after the show and tell us maybe about how you maybe had an element of struggle post first mm. competition yeah uh the first few days after show i hit a, a massive lull after the big hype of everything the show the prep uh, and then from go from that to have nothing no goal to look towards it was a big change the few days were after and even the few weeks were extremely tough actually harder than prep itself I had got um, my reverse diet protocol from the coach, but found it extremely hard to stick to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was eating more and constantly thinking about food. Even um, during work, I was counting the minutes till I got a break, till I could eat something. My mindset had suddenly changed as I knew it was going to be another year till the next show, so I had nothing to keep me focused. Some days were fine with food, but other days I started to binge a little and my weight was creeping up at a, at a rapid pace. Um, I have photos on my website about four weeks after the show mm-hmm. and the difference in my physique was was mad how, I much, had did lost, you, how much did you gain do you remember uh, a couple of kilos in just a space okay. a couple of weeks you know, that's not was, awful that's not yeah. the end of the world that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd lost all definition going from a six pack abs to a layer of body fat around your stomach and other areas in just a few weeks can really mess with your head mm. so it had a really a profound effect on me 
my mood dipped and I got really frustrated with myself. Uh, I kind of started I started getting a kind of bad relationship with food and so I knew I needed I knew I needed to pull myself out of it pretty pretty rapid. Yeah. Um it took me a couple of weeks to get my head around it all. I got back to training hard and refocus on new goals and I had great support from friends and family and coworkers at the gym who had seen a change in me. Mm-hmm. And I had the great support from my coach as well to get me back on track and eventually things were going well again. And so I think it was once January hit um, of this year, yeah. I I knew it, it's just a few short months till I would be in contest prep again. So that got me motivated to stay on track. So I kind of, it was a lot, it was a struggle, but got over it and kind of happy, happy the way things have panned out again, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the first thing that you mentioned that, you know, I sort of have, have a bit of, uh, sort of difficulty with is is the whole reverse diet thing mm. um and you know i sort of and now sort of battling on the side of just 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 have a very good increase in calories so much so that you're mentally sound for a little bit um it gets you excited to get back in the gym um gets mm. you excited to sort of uh, back off the cardio and start enjoying life a bit more mm-hmm. um and i think you know 3dmj and i'm sure you follow them um, yeah. describe it pretty well in their video with the the recovery diet which is almost like a phase where you have a purpose of gaining body fat in a certain amount and it tends mm-hmm. to obviously be relative to uh, your current stage weight um, so it'll obviously be smaller for a, for a smaller guy, bigger for a bigger guy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good way to do it because obviously there's a there's a load of things going on hormonally and, and obviously, mm. you know, just physically as well um, as, as physiologically that you, you can't really control until you get a bit heavier. Um, and I think that I see my my first show is very much like i just came out i ate and then it was, it was sort of fine and i didn't really care too much about it because psychologically i was sort of like all right i know that i'm gonna have a good off season i've got like si- roughly six months to go and smash it and then I'm, I'm gonna come back and i'm gonna be better and i was so motivated to do that mm-hmm. um, and, I, and i did do it and i think that that, that this time around i was i knew i was gonna have a year off um, and I knew that I was approaching something that I hadn't really been in in a long time, which was a, a long calorie surplus. And so I did try to really reverse diet. And I think that was maybe linked to probably having a longer diet. So I wanted to keep the conditioning. And mm-hmm. I found it tough, but I I actually did adhere to it for, for a long time. So I think I hold mm-hmm. it about five or six pounds above stage weight for a while um, until I realized that my prep training was just not progressing. Um, so how did you find like once you sort of chilled out a little bit actually no track back how did you actually get rid of the food focus do you think there's any strategies that you use to do that food focus i just set goals again you know i kind of just sat down and i wrote down what i needed to do over the next few months and that was make gains in the gym for the next the next show you know instead of just kind of I just got my mindset right. I kind of just said I need to focus on the next show and just not think about food all the time. Yeah. I just got into a structure, just started training hard and just started training what I needed to do, like bring up weak body parts and, you know, getting back to normal routine and eating in a surplus as well because I wanted to make gains, of course, like and just be more flexible with my food as well. You know, if I needed to eat out with family or friends or events or anything like that, 
I could do it, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, that was kind of the way I kind of got got around it. Yeah. Did you do anything different with your environment? Like, we had a podcast a few episodes back with Seamus, and he sort of discussed how he changed his environment. Like, work colleagues were talking about food. Um, mm. uh, family would always buy him food gifts. Did you find that? I mean, you didn't seem to struggle with it for a long time, and Seamus mm. Seamus dealt with it for months and months and months. And also, mm. no other people that have dealt with it for months and months. Mm. And I can't really seem to help them that much. I mean, I say I say all these things, I put out content, but it tends to be a mindset issue. So, do you think yeah. that anything environmentally did you change, like anything at work or at home or the cupboards or what? You yeah, I just I basically just stayed out of the kitchen for a majority of the time, like, yeah. and just kind of made sure that was one thing, you know, because just sitting around. Uh, and just being close to food as well is not good because you're you're just if you're in that mindset of thinking about food just and just make sure that bringing bringing the right amount of food to work that I needed for the day so and just hungry. sticking and, and get hungry and exactly not getting hungry and just sticking to that and just being vigilant. I was able to do it in contest prep, so there was no like you know I don't I couldn't understand how I could just mindset suddenly change to the other side, the other side of the coin. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, I really think that's. It's really like that's proper advice and i think it's something that you really shouldn't be dealing with for a long time and if you are then probably look externally as to as to yeah. how you can fix that like mindset issues etc yeah. um so moving on to one of the most probably important phases in my opinion of of building a physique athlete which is is the off season i think that a lot of people misunderestimate it and i I think i did a post or if not then i talked about it on my snapchat about the importance of an off season um and i think that uh, yeah again people uh, misunderestimate it and they don't do the right thing so they they suddenly feel like as soon as they're done with prep they drop the structure they drop the diet they drop everything and they just call it an off season because they're off you know it's not an off season it's you're trying to improve stuff so how do you think that you know before we go into it you just won a show after placing you know you went up to a weight category correct and then mm-hmm. yep. won instead of coming um third in your first one so obviously massive amounts of progress in terms of your placing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. now what did you do in that sort of very short phase if you like of an off season that that, that made you sort of gain that momentum and and make progress so maybe touch on sort of everything to do with nutrition and training for now and then we'll move on to the rest yeah so nutrition and training was kind of structured the way contest prep was it was still kind of a push pull lower split five days a week training um just to make the most gains possible within the short within the within the few months i had so working on the weak body parts my kind of legs I needed to bring up lats, needed to bring up biceps that so needed to come on. And worked, I worked particularly hard on making them grow. Nutrition, again, was meal plans and, the, and eating in a surplus. Um, very little cardio was done. And again, if I needed to eat uh, different meals or like, swap out different different sources of food or anything like that. Hmm. Um, other than that, uh, sleep how, how was... How did you stay in like a... Um, sorry to interrupt, but like, how did yeah. you stay in a surplus... Um, and how did you sort of predict where your weight should be um, in order to obviously diet down pretty soonish um, for for the next year of shows? Like, did you monitor your weight? Did you control the yeah, surplus, yeah. etc.? Uh, every week, um, every week, I was checking in with the coach again just okay, to make sure. So, cool. Yeah, so every even in the off season, yeah. So every week he was changed around nutrition, maybe just seeing how I was. I started like I was. 
I actually started a mini cut in February. Okay. And that lay, that laid on to contest prep then. So by the time I think it was the like the the third week in February I started a mini cut and that mm. laid on to the contest prep then mm-hmm. for April. So I think at the end of the kind of the gaining phase I was like 85 kg and the start of prep I was 80 kg okay. for this prep yeah so wow. kind of monitored that way weight, weekly weekly ways yeah weighing every week and mm-hmm. just monitoring and I knew, I knew exactly what I was eating week to week it was all macro counted anyway so I knew was, what it, still, was it still a meal plan approach yeah or? okay all oh, right cool yeah that yeah, probably yeah. made you mega consistent because that's oh something, yeah that's Thanks. something that I'm finding now is that because I'm still flexible dieting I have days where I'm like uh, I haven't quite hit my macros or like I'm I'm like over on this under on that and it just gets a bit messy so I yeah. think you know it's it's like it, I think that can really really help both in an off season mm. and a dieting yeah. phases is that structure especially for a bodybuilder right like you know you, you, you see it all the time and I like to think that I'm more of a bro than a than a problem like there's obviously the bro and the meal plan the macro meal plan and then the the true flexible dieter with the tons of shit and posting it on instagram and you know i like to think that i'm very much in the middle ground because i have i have in the back of my mind and i'm sure you do too as well is that my clients are looking at what i'm eating and you know if my client's on a food diary and i mark Mm -hmm. an ice cream as as red and i'm eating like couple of magnums a day and you know mm. it's just like they don't really see it um and it's difficult for you to explain obviously how you can have an element of fitting in these things into your macros um you know and that they're on lower calories than you and you're in again mm. and you know mm. it flows and flows but i think it, de- it can definitely help to have that structure and that's something that i'll probably be yeah. looking to do more often mm. um i do have an element of structure but i think that maybe prepping my meals more often would help yeah. Um, yeah so in terms of like your overall mindset um towards the off season do you think that there's anything that you know were you mu- much more motivated did you have did you like write down it really important goals did you have any strength goals at the time or you know talk us through your mindset going into that short gaining phase yeah, uh, I was just more relaxed coming into the prep because I knew what was ahead of me. Yeah, um, I was kind of much more determined to improve on last year's conditioning. Sure. And um, with goal setting, I just wrote down in my train log: NBFI first place, under sixty-eight kg, every single training session. Oh wow! And just every single day, I just focus, focus, focus. It got me like through sessions that I was like, I need to focus on this. I need to get through the session. It's on the tired days, and it just. Looking back at it now, I just kind of laugh and say that that definitely helped, you know. And I, yeah. I came first, you know. It's yeah. kind of, you know, it's kinda, it works, you know. That's, goal setting. That's so awesome. Yeah, because um, yeah. I wrote it down on my board as well. I wrote down BNBF Midlands Teen Champion when I mm. when I won that one. And uh, I, I, how did you feel? Like just a quick, how did you feel when you won? Did you like? Did you like describe how you how you felt? Ah, <laughs> it was just some relief. It was just a, it was unbelievable. Just mm. to, just to hear third place being called out, second place, and then just the judges looking over, and then first place is just like oh, this is all worth it. The five a.m. cardio sessions and feelings sometimes is it worth it all? Are the most satisfying when you do get a trophy at the end of it. You know, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Did you feel like you'd um? Because I know I'd had definitely had felt this do you feel like you'd like almost 
you'd already lived that moment like yeah because oh yeah i remember on like cardio machines like because i for some reason i used to do the uh the stairmaster which is the most brutal kit <laughs> to do any element of cardio activity on and i did that and i'd remember like always in the final like couple of minutes on the stairmaster i'd close my eyes and just yeah it's pretty difficult to close your eyes on the stairmaster to be fair <laughs> so it takes an element of skill um but i remember closing my eyes and just imagining my name being the last one called yeah. out um yeah. I, when it, when it happened i was just like yeah i've already done this like i know what's going to happen <laughs> Um, I think that's so important. Like people, very important. People overlook it, especially like mm. the big broy bodybuilders. They're like, nah, I don't do any mindset shit. Mm-hmm. Screw that. Like mindset yeah, doesn't yeah. mean anything. It means yeah. a lot. It means a oh, massive, big massive lot. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're dealing with something that's so yeah. psychological. Like mm. it's it's way more mindset than it is, you know, how well are you control it. Like it's pretty easy to get it. Like the science behind getting shredded is pretty pretty clear. You can get shredded. Like if you apply the science, apply the evidence, eat in that deficit, do enough CV, do your training. You know you will eventually get in mm. amazing condition. But what what will stop you is your mindset. What will stop you is that thing going on here. That's the limiting yeah. factor. Um, yeah. So I think that's massively important. Now, quickly before we sort of touch on on what you maybe changed for for the for the second time round, sort of discuss. Um, how you maybe implemented a bit more balance into you know you said you ate out a bit more in a gaining phase. How, how did you sort of get around that, and how you know how do you find that that helped you have a bit more sort of a, of a rounded lifestyle before you went into a dieting phase? Mm, just being able to be more relaxed with the food choices, you know, getting in meals that you enjoy all the time, you know, before you get into a contest prep, where it's, where it's much more stricter, but it's all part of it, you know. You just you have to you have to enjoy your foods in the off season as well, you know. Kind of get a, ver- a variation of different foods, because it's, it's you're still in contest prep. You're still getting great nutrients, great foods into you as well. Mm. But I think once you're in contest prep, it's just you just have to be game faces on, and you're you're ready for you're ready for it, you know. Yeah definitely uh, i'd agree too like i'm out for food tonight um i go out mm. regularly for food um i i like it because i still do have an element of tracking but i know that if mm. i'm a little bit off it's not the end of the world and i know that when it comes to prepping i i have that i've had that period of time when i'm a bit more relaxed and then i can go sort of full force into a dieting mm. phase yeah and the difference with me is like I will I will try to have an element of balance when I'm dieting but I think and you're the same definitely with the meal apparent approach that when you're dieting you're dieting like I see far too often people smashing eating out smashing like Chipotle not mentioning any names yeah. but like um he like and then they they wonder why they're off the mark like yeah. they get into great condition still but then they step on stage and they're off the mark like yeah, prove yeah, yeah. yourself um, and I think mm. proving yourself is is definitely yeah. the, something that you've done obviously winning a show is, is, is yeah. massive massive so mm-hmm. um, in terms of moving into quickly your the second prep that you did that you obviously had great success with do you mm-hmm. think there's anything out of you know the overall things that you control in a contest prep that, that maybe changed from the the previous one to the first one to the second one do you think there was anything massively different obviously you work with the same coach did yeah you, or? i did yeah 
Um, do you think there was anything massively that, that changed between the two? I think knowing I was mentally prepared going into it because I knew what was ahead of me. Do you know, I knew from last year um, what was ahead. Do you know, I kind of what kind of the meals were going to be meal plans or whatever different. So I just was mentally prepared, and I knew it was going to be hard at times, but. I just said to myself, it's all going to be worth it. I'm focused, I'm determined to improve on last year's placing. Because a little bit of me was disappointed with third place because I was so, I knew kind of where where I went wrong in some things, but mm. I just, I was so focused, so determined. And I, like I kept saying to myself, I'm going to be first, I'm going to be first. Kept visualizing mindset again, you know. Mm. Um, so, and then just to come away with a trophy at the end of it was, awesome yeah. yeah that's um yeah that's something that i definitely agree with my second prep was was far easier purely mm. because i just i just knew what was going to happen you know i, I had yeah. my i had my previous uh, prep log i had my previous macros throughout prep i knew what element of changes i wanted to do i knew a few more things that i wanted to implement and mm-hmm. i think that that overall um basically advanced knowledge that you get from doing one yeah. that transfers into the other is massively important and anyone that's sort of maybe currently doing their first prep you know don't worry because if you find mm-hmm. it massively massively hard now it's it's probably going to get a bit easier and that's that's probably why that you know there's people out there like jeff alberts and you know the older competitors that that do really shine it's because they have that massive log of experience that they can just fire at a contest prep and know that Okay, this works. This doesn't, etc. Yeah. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that's something that mass that's massively, massively important. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of uh, the final, the final thing that I really want to touch on, and now I don't really know a lot about this, and I'd like to mm. obviously get get an idea, get sort of a roundup of of, of what it is and and how it's affected you. And obviously, it's mm-hmm. just a massive. It sounds to me like a massive obstacle that you've overcome, and that's mm. something really awesome for for the listener to hear. So, so tell us a bit more about your condition and and how mm-hmm. how it sort of affected you, and maybe how it started. Um, so, just let us all know about that. Yeah, no worries. Uh, mental illness, bipolar disorder. But basically, I go through different stages of mood swings. So. One stage may, might be a manic stage, and where confidence is confidence is through the roof for a few weeks. Okay. And a few weeks it later, your mood might dip, not have any motivation to do anything, and be very unhappy. Mm. Um. So at the time it was happening, it all began when I was in college studying arts, and basically I didn't see there was anything wrong. You know, it took my friends and family to notice that there, something wasn't right. Um, so at my worst during my depression I began to sleep in for lectures lose interest in going out socializing to go from being to go from being outgoing and to isolated and alone as a strange feeling Mm. Um, and all this was new to me all these feelings emotions I didn't think there was anything wrong so realization didn't hit Mm. Um, so I began to fear meeting up with friends and or even bumping into them as they began to suffer from a little bit of anxiety um, so as time passed, things t- started to get a little bit worse. I started to pile on a little bit of weight, making me more self-conscious. And, and it still didn't hit me that I was suffering from depression. Um, I still carried on for weeks, uh, months even, without seeking help. And even with the stress of college and exams looming, all I wanted to do was get home for the summer. That time, it was a few years ago, you know. Yeah. Uh, so 
at the time, uh, every day was a struggle. Not being able to get out of bed, I'd eventually get up and just lay about the house all day, feeling feeling worthless. And this had a knock-on effect on everything. Um, and I felt that there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so like, I'm like many others, like my guy that bottles their feelings up, not let anyone know how they feel, you know. Um, so what I what I did do, I spoke about it. Uh, I didn't bottle up my bottle up my feelings anymore. So mm-hmm. I got help from doctors, amongst many others. But the most important thing that I did to get better was exercise. Wow! Yeah. It changed changed my life. Um, mm-hmm. There was always something in the back of my mind that I knew better things were to come during that time. Um, I kept faith that these bad signs were temporary, and bit by bit, the gym became part of my lifestyle. Every day I went, the life became that little bit better, a little bit easier, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my mood started to change for the better. I began to feel good about myself, which I hadn't done in so long. Um, for me, life is about constant progress, and it's about bettering yourself that little bit every single day. Yeah. And I've worked hard, very, very hard, over the past few years to improve every aspect. And delighted what I have achieved, as what I have achieved in bodybuilding in the last couple of years as well. And it just proves that if you focus on a goal and it's something you want to achieve, that it can be done. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time and dedication mm. and a willingness to change. So my advice for anyone is out there is to set goals and do your best to accomplish, accomplish them. You can set, you can, anything you can do, you can set your mind to something you can achieve it with adherence and a plan and hard work. So that's kind of, that's kind of the background <laughs> of it. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's, yeah, that's, that's massive, massively motivating. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of, lot of people out there that, that can sort of maybe take a listen to that and, and man the fuck up a bit. Like, yeah. especially if they're going through like a contest prep or something mm. like that. Like, obviously what you went through there is, is something very serious and very difficult. Yeah. Um, and you know, quite often people really moan too much about what is simply their own choice um Mm -hmm. and you know you you didn't really have an element of choice with with dealing with that um so how do you think that did did it ever affect you like now like during your contest perhaps or no no are you really dealing with it like oh yeah it's completely sort of eradicated by exercise oh yeah i just know how to exercise helps everything you know Mm. it's just i know how to I don't like. I have my off days like everyone else, mm. you know. But I'm never. I've never been as happy in my life, to be honest, you know, at this awesome. present moment. That's so awesome. I've great friends, great family, um, and so just know how to know how to exercise is key. You know, exercise yeah. is key to for everything. You know, that's how. It ends. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so. Finally, there's actually quite um, there's a question that I want the answer to. So, like a personal like question is is almost like I'm a bit um, a bit sort of anxious about maybe prepping next year, um, mm. and it'll be the first year that I've prepped with potentially quite a busy schedule. Okay, so mm. last year I prepped, I had a busy schedule, but it was like a uh, almost like a nine five job and then towards the end I did a lot of just online coaching so I could sort of get up when I wanted which was maybe you know still quite early but I'd get up I'd, I'd get my cardio out of the way I did come home do some online work then train in the evening uh, that's just not going to happen like that's mm-hmm. not going to happen I have you know similar to you I have very busy days I have some 5.30 starts 6.30, mm-hmm. 6:30 starts and then, and then 8 o'clock finishes uh, with PT 
and um, I'm just a bit anxious about it really and I think that I'm a bit worried as to how I'm going to fit it all in and I'm wondering as to maybe whether you could give me any advice as to how you've managed to deal with both contest prep and training clients and also actually um, staying happy and putting a smile on your face when you feel like complete shit and you're in front of a client trying to make them feel very comfortable and happy that you know they're there and having a session Mm -hmm. uh, and you're just sort of maybe thinking about the next meal or you know how tired you are so maybe just give me some tips please (laughs) give me some tips yeah i think like coming from the struggle that i was in being in the rut i think coming back to be confident and happy on a daily basis is just you're in a job that you love and you love bodybuilding so that's giving you focus and it obviously gives you a boost on a daily basis to do what you love you know and just i think to get motivated again is just focus on your goals on your mindset you know focus on writing down things i know i was busy throughout prep this year but i knew i I knew that i all the all good things were going to come you know i kept Mm. writing down i kept focusing kept kept the gratitude log kept the gratitude journal just all every day i'd write in i appreciate this i appreciate that Mm. um what other tips can i give you i'm trying to think now at the top of my head (laughs) that that gratitude journal is something that i need to keep doing is it is it this one is it is it the the self journal that's it yeah i've actually got it yeah 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 Uh, you should use it because yeah, just I write should. down. I even I even write down my goals and that as well, and just constantly refer back to it. You know. Yeah. Um, other than that, what can I tell you? Just <laughs> <laughs> they're very good. I think that yeah. they'll help a lot, and I yeah. think that in reality, I know that I've I've just got to be very thankful of my position and be yeah. thankful that I'm doing something that I love. Um, exactly. And I think that, you know, we all have our good and bad days and in an in a industry where we're essentially taking someone who has slightly like lower self-confidence, wants to get a boost, wants to get fit mm. and healthy and, and, and come into this environment, we have to be inviting. And yeah. I think that quite often I've seen people maybe not be so inviting because they're having their own struggles. Mm. And, you know, you always see this with, with people that, it was always the same in like secondary school or college or whatever. People with insecurities have a tendency to always be the one that's throwing insults, always be the one that's like calling people names. And, you know, I, Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever want to like feel like feel that way at all. And I think that, Mm. um, it's really important to, to be that person that's, that's welcoming people in and making them feel very comfortable. Um, so I think what I what I will do is just stay very focused on yeah. on the fact that I'm I'm very lucky to do what I do. Exactly, and I think uh, just making the client or whatever it is that make it your your in your power to make it the best part of their day. You know, make yeah. it that make that hour the best part of your day. Make them happy. Make them confident. Make them feel good about themselves. You know, that's yep. key as well. You know, yeah. when you're when you're only with them for one hour of the day, make it the best of their day you know the entire day yeah yes yeah. yeah that's that's a really really good tip and you know i always I always try to think like oh i've got john coming in later how yeah. how can i make this session um very productive and very beneficial for him then give him something that he hasn't got before rather yeah. than just saying hey john warm up on bench press let's go like you know yeah yeah 
happens obviously far too much in the fitness industry but you know we're obviously hopefully um yourself and i are within within a community that, that's trying to do yeah. better than that so sure. finally um Cillian, basically give the audience uh an idea as to maybe where they can follow you on social media and okay. give them also an idea as to where you're most active because that's always helpful yeah, I suppose most active on Facebook, uh, CK Fitness, you'll okay. find me. Um, Instagram as well, CK Fitness One. Uh, you get a link to my website on that. It's KillianKeenFitness.com. Cool, I'll do that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of everywhere you can get me. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I'll link them all up below for for people that w- that want to follow you. Are you on Snapchat at all, Celine, or not? Uh, I'm on it, but don't use it as much. I okay. should probably get on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I should get on myself. Journal. You should get on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so finally, before we go, give the listener a, a reason to follow you. Give them some excitement as to maybe what you're up to in the future, um, okay. and then and then we'll close up. Perfect. Uh, plans for the future: just continue to work in the fitness industry make uh just make my personal training business better help more people with their health and fitness as well as do much more bodybuilding shows and make improvements on my physique each year you know sure. actually um competing in the wnbf amateur internationals in the 16th of october wow. uh coventry so that's something in five weeks five cool. weeks time so yeah yeah that's not that's far. the next is show that, is that five um, weeks yeah is that with the affiliated with the uk drug-free bodybuilding association yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. i might i might actually come down to that one yeah so yeah i might might see you there might catch be up. Cool. yeah perfect um, wicked so thanks very much again for, for giving up your time to to come on so you know, i've thanks. really i've really enjoyed it and uh, you know we've been chatting for almost uh, you know 45 50 minutes it doesn't seem like we have whatsoever yeah. you know we, we just love talking about bodybuilding and, and, and fitness <laughs> and nutrition and yeah so it's been massively enjoyable so i, I really do appreciate it um and yeah unless you've got anything other to say then we'll, we'll no, close that's it there. perfect that's perfect AJ. thanks a million for having me on i appreciate it brilliant right. thank you very cool. much well guys um be uh, around for for episode 14 i'm um, already got that scheduled for next week so so next friday saturday episode 14 will be coming out but before then if any of you could be kind enough to to leave a review on itunes that would be great i think we've got some reviews coming in now we've got about three reviews um so if we can bump that up that would be awesome um and if you're on youtube please give the video a like and make sure you subscribe for for future episodes and on soundcloud if you could give just tap the love button that would be awesome just gets the podcast a bit more awareness and uh yeah that's it i will see you back for episode 14 next week thanks very much for listening cool mate